This is the Transform Podcast, taking you from incubation of ideas to a transformed life. Thank you for joining this uh, next episode, episode four of uh, Power of Purpose. I am Afroz Ali and I'm the senior instructor at uh, Transformative Living. And thank you for joining us. In this episode, I want to introduce to you the concept of your unique nature and how knowing yourself therefore identifies your purpose and therefore living with purpose. We started having a discussion in getting our mind to a place of awareness, what we call as mindfulness, we can now discuss the concepts and to introduce to you the, the, the very point of this entire set of podcasts, and that is about living with purpose. I will also direct you to some resources on how to work out your nature and true self and work on it for a more fulfilling life that you and I, we all are looking for. I really hope that you are on your way to putting into habit the practice of mindfulness that we have been doing in the last few episodes, and I hope you are seeing good results if you have been doing it consistently for at least the last two or three weeks. A very uh, important trait to embrace and make yourself part of is consistency. You see, you can definitely find your purpose and be motivated to pursue such a life, And that is a good start. But here is the catch. Motivation allows you to start to open the path forward. But it alone will never be enough to reach your goals. Because the truth is, you will in fact not have the motivation for long lapses of time. Particularly when things do not go according to plan. When you have to face challenges. When things don't work out. When you see perceived failures in front of you. Motivation alone will not give you the momentum to last the distance needed to achieve your ultimate goals, but discipline will. The underpinning force behind discipline is consistency. To be consistent and habitual in what you need to do to get to where you want to be. Another word is resilience. The ability to not only bounce back from setbacks, but also to persevere forward by being constantly involved and centered on your purpose and goals to achieve it. Without consistency, your motivation will remain wishful thinking, a dream. But soon enough, if you do not put in the effort needed to gain momentum through consistent effort, your dream can in fact turn into a nightmare. And unfortunately, many walk away blaming everything and everyone else for their own failures and failing themselves to go the distance needed to achieve the ultimate goal of a fulfilling life. A significant part of the reason why people give up like that is ironically their very nature. Just as important it is to know yourself to achieve success you need to equally and probably more importantly need to know yourself to overcome perceived failure. You need to know what you love 
but you also need to know what you dislike or what holds you back. The fact is, knowing your weakness is in fact a place of strength. You are not only able to regulate yourself to avoid the pitfalls inherent in your nature, but you can also build real-life strategies to completely avoid the very shortcomings that can ruin you. This is why knowing yourself, your nature, your strengths and weaknesses, as well as the purpose and yearning that drives you, is so crucial to your success. It defines who you are and you need to identify who you are if you want to give yourself the momentum needed to succeed and live a fulfilling life. We will discuss exactly this, understanding and knowing yourself after this short break. Let us get ourselves settled down with a cup of tea or coffee and don't forget those notebooks and pens. Then get all the distractions aside, be present with what we are about to discuss and I really hope you greatly benefit from it. settle down to take some notes even if it's mental notes because this episode is going to be full of practical advice and suggestions for you to do some activities in your own time after you have soaked in what we have to share in this episode you know there are a whole number of natural traits that you possess that you need to identify and understand about yourself in order to know yourself to know what drives you and what holds you back by the way, keep listening to our podcast because we are soon going to be informing you about our launch of very detailed life curating and life coaching courses with workbooks and assessments that will help you build a very detailed map about yourself as well as help you to draw a blueprint for your life ahead. What we are going to focus on in this episode is looking at how to use a simple, what is called a SWOT analysis. Not a SWOT, but a SWOT. Your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. A lot of times SWOT is used for business organizations, as well as for our job-specific roles. But often it is missed or not used for our daily lives. It is in fact imperative that we understand these four strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats that exist in our lives either inherently in our in ourselves or externally as episodes and second circumstances that actually affect our lives. And strengths and opportunities are two driving forces of our potential, whilst the other two, weaknesses and threats, can be inhibitors to that very potential. In later episodes, I will introduce to you the most important aspect of knowing yourself, which is about your true nature, your authentic self, and, and that is termed temperaments. That will be quite an exciting episode to, in fact, uh, listen to. Your SWOT, your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, 
can change over time based on your circumstances. However, if we truly understand ourselves, we can in fact identify key natural principles from which these very aspects of SWOT arise. And temperaments is exactly that because it allows us to identify our true nature, our true authentic self, what drives us and what holds us back. Let me give you a simple example. You may find that when you feel motivated, could be anybody, this is just an example, that when you feel motivated, you have this energy and clarity, focus and determination. But as soon as you face a challenge, something goes wrong, you find yourself procrastinating and feeling defeated and often confused. And the reality is for many people, if they do not spend time to understand themselves properly through detailed assessment of who they truly are, through a mentorship that helps them, helps them to understand themselves, because doing it alone is almost impossible, if not entirely impossible. And they end up living their entire life in such a yo-yo manner, where sometimes things are up and sometimes things are down, when they go from clarity to confusion in the example that I'm using here. Their life tends to swing from clarity to confusion, sometimes in a matter of days, if not sometimes it, took, it can take months and ultimately becomes part and parcel of their life to live in a very indecisive manner. This can lead to wrong conclusions about yourself, by the way. And others might also help you to condition you to believe about yourself in that certain, certain manner. You would start to believe that you are a procrastinator, for example. You never finish things that you started. Or you do not have it in yourself to be resilient enough to see through challenges. Now, these are not actually true. These are manifestations without a doubt. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. There are people who procrastinate. There are people who feel they do not actually have the resilience. These are manifestations. But they're not necessarily true. Uh, in terms of the very qualities that in fact can overcome this. This uh, dim view of uh, ourselves might be true to a certain extent, as I've said. But the fact is, it might only be true under certain circumstances. From the example that we have just discussed, we can start to see certain strengths of the person, if, uh, if we use this example. For example, uh, ability to focus, to have clarity. Uh, a weakness in this case would be procrastination. For such a person who, who seems to very quickly move into a world of procrastination and potentially confusion, it would seem that a threat for them that they need to be aware of when things become unclear and confusion uh, and it can actually suck their motivation dry, right? So these are the qualities that we can see on the one hand as weakness that can actually turn into threats. An opportunity, it would seem, for such a person would be to develop ways to have decisive and clear plans that can help them through challenging times. So if they can pre-plan through a decisive uh, uh, set of uh, plans, uh, almost like a risk management, that will allow them to be actually, actually go through challenging times and not fall into confusion and indecisiveness. So you can see here, very briefly, uh, how threats and opportunities are understood through the circumstances the person experiences and then seeing how they interact with the uh, the strengths and weaknesses. We will come back to this in a moment so that you can start to use uh, SWOT for your own self for some immediate realizations and hopefully tools to make positive changes in your life. To continue for, for discussion purposes here, uh, 
the threat and opportunity that we have just discussed in such a person is not as easy as picking up some immediate set of issues the person might be facing. So, for example, the person gets uh, confused and they become procrastinating and, and therefore somehow making this conclusion that this person is actually a procrastinator. That's that's a wrong conclusion and that can lead us to uh, uh, a very difficult place and a very destructive place. Now, now, at the same time, making these conclusions about the circumstance that we have just looked at does give us insight to the current set of issues and hopefully enough to give a level of solution for some medium term, usually one to two years. But then life changes and a new world faces you. New challenges come and face you. Then what? If we only grapple with ourselves at the level of immediate potential challenges, like you know, living just for today and then becoming so engrossed in today that you are not able to see the bigger picture, then this becomes a problem. And this may lead a person to never be able to find their true potential because they're constantly battling the day. This is where temperaments become so important. So very important because unlike SWOT, which informs you about your now, temperaments inform you about your nature that help you change your now. In uh, later episodes, I will definitely introduce you to temperaments in much more detail as well as to our online courses, which are really um, like a full manual for self-discovery. Uh, it's also a, an ability for you to be able to write your blueprint for a fulfilling, successful life. Uh, and it's a detailed course, uh, and it's, it's really a mentorship course. It will curate your life in a manner that is authentically you. Uh, but... Uh, in this episode, we have to we have to focus on this episode here. Remember, we've spoken a lot about mindfulness here and now, not what may be, because maybe can only be true if, if we can get the current, the present to be to be good, to be authentic, to be true. So let's focus on SWOT: strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I do want to use the example, however, we've just used uh, to briefly speak about temperaments for you to see how it allows you to, to, to transcend, go beyond the immediate issues that uh, we, we constantly battle with and then becoming blurred about the bigger picture, the potentials and the challenges that we would be facing in our lives. And, and, and by looking at this briefly, uh, in a very brief manner, in fact, uh, we will be able to hopefully start to see how our real nature that we possess which is our true potential that in fact allows us to handle and deal with issues that we will continue to face as, as human beings to, as we live and live a full life of, of well-being and fulfillment that in fact identifies and defines our success. Now, if you want to take our in-depth courses on temperaments and, 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 and receive the detailed manual for self-discovery and actually have a mentorship for you to work with someone like myself to, in fact, develop a blueprint for yourself uh, and to receive the manual, um, do email me at uh, info, I-N-F-O, at uh, transformativeliving.com.au and we can discuss further about the program. So returning to the example, we saw the person being motivated when they had clarity and were focused, but they also procrastinated and got confused 
when they were facing challenges. A deeper and more authentic analysis of the person would allow us to identify what the real underpinning force is within these within such a person that causes them to go into this yo-yo cycle of clarity between clarity and confusion. So let's look at temperaments very briefly so that you can get a taste of what temperaments are all about and hopefully gives you enough insight for you to want to explore and discover more. There are four types of nature and we as human beings can possess any one of them or combination of particular two of them. Not any two, but particular two of them and we will speak a lot uh, in detail about that in our causes. I want to keep things simple here because the discussion about temperaments is very detailed, quite scientific in fact, and I strongly recommend that you take the the causes uh, for the full details. So what are these four fundamental natures, which is called the four fundamental temperaments? They are sanguine, phlegmatic, melancholic, and choleric. Those are the four terms, Uh, slightly old age English words. Um, There are many different ways that the temperaments these days have been uh, described, um, and we will put that aside for now. I just want to focus on these four fundamental natures that anyone could possess any one of them, as I said, or any two particular of those uh, in that regard. Let's go through each one of those in some detail. Number one, sanguine. Sanguine people naturally are people who are experience-centric. They they love to experience things and people, uh, events and situations. They're sociable people and they're emotionally open, meaning that they're emotionally alive. They do not have a problem and they can very naturally share their emotions with others. So that's, if I could say, the positive side because each one of them also have negatives. And often people will see the positives and they go, oh, that's me. And when they look at the negatives and they go, oh, that could not be me. You have to be authentic and true to yourself. You have to be honest with yourself, okay? And that's the power of assessment because it assesses you independently, uh, independent of yourself uh, and hopefully gets you a more truer answer to, to yourself. Uh, so the negative side of, of sanguines are that they, are, they can be attention seekers and they can be fickle when it comes to relationships and often change from one person to another. Friendships can change very quickly. In other words, wherever the better experience is and they can drop friendships very quickly. These are the negative qualities that sanguines could uh, exhibit. Now, the second uh, nature, the second temperament called phlegmatic. Phlegmatic people are relationship-centric. They they really care for and have genuine concern for relationships. They're very attentive to detail. Uh, they want to learn. They take time to la- learn. Uh, but they're also considerate people. They're considerate to others. The negative side of uh, such great people who are attentive and considerate and relationship-centric, they're beautiful qualities. But the negative side is out of their attentiveness by taking, say, for example, a lot of time, detailed amount of time to learn. They are the uh, people who would listen to something and stay quiet, for example, and then spend the next couple of days to a week to review and revise what they have heard to really come to clarity. Now, the negative side is that they can often often also get confused 
if they don't have a support structure around them. Because when they are left alone, the questions that arise often can confuse them. They can also become indecisive people. The third temperament is the melancholic. Melancholic uh, people are function-centric. They often uh, disregard people, so that's one of the negatives. But their positive is they're very function-centric. They, they are analytical and they can, they can be very detailed. So they can see details in things that you and I would miss uh, any day. But they will be able to see those, uh, those almost, if I could say, microscopic details that in fact exist in life and nature and amongst people. But the negative side of a melancholic is that they are perfectionists and therefore they often can... Um, uh, drop assignments and tasks because they're not being finished in a in a reasonable manner. Uh, they're emotionally closed. They don't like to share their emotions and often disregard the emotion of other people and also relationships with other people. The fourth uh, temperament is called the choleric nature. And choleric people are results-centric. In other words, to them... Getting things done is extremely important. They're motivated, but they're also motivators. They can motivate people very easily. They're very natural leaders. They're focused. Now, the negative tendencies of a choleric would be that they can often overlook relationships uh, in order to get things done. So in other words, they become more focused on results as opposed to relationships. And they can be demanding uh, and they can be they, they can be people who demand loyalty to the extent of it become a bit obsessive in in demanding such loyalty. So there you have it: a very brief, a very very brief conceptualization of the four temperaments. Temperaments do not change; they are your nature. From your temperaments arise your behavior, your true potential, and your personality. Now, your behavior and your personality can and will change over time, but not your true potential. And that is why we are focusing on the power of purpose in these episodes, because if we can hone in to that, your true potential, we can then regulate our behavior and improve our personality towards positive and virtuous character that leads us to live a fulfilling and honest and a life of integrity. And all of those qualities are far more important than financial success when we speak about success of a person. So from what we can briefly collate from the sample uh, we have been looking at, the person example that we we're looking about clarity and then moving into procrastination and confusion, it would seem to me that the true nature of such a person is that he or she would potentially be phlegmatic. Phlegmatic people, if given clarity, can be very motivated and very, be very focused. But focus is not the key strength. It does not come to them naturally. They need other factors to come together. For example, to learn things properly over a long period of time in order for them to be focused. For example, um, clarifying details, clear procedures, all of those things, if they have it, then they have incredible ability to actually have focus and attentiveness. And because they are attentive, they will embrace such information. They are not necessarily solutions or results oriented. And so when challenges arise, they can very easily lose focus and determination. Now, knowing all of this, 
all of these more overarching and transcending and universal qualities as nature of the person as opposed to, oh, the person is starting to procrastinate, therefore he's a procrastinator. No, to, to know about a person in this detail allows us to now develop a more meaningful blueprint that identifies this person's true nature and how to reinforce the strengths and how to alleviate the shortcomings that he or she may possess so that they consistently align with their true nature and their true purpose. That is the power harnessed in temperaments and that is the power of purpose. But uh, in order to be able to go deep down into our soul, if we could say it, and do some character mining, you know, like gold mining, to do some character mining, digging in to find our authentic self, our daily lives and how we behave, react, are emotionally affected or not affected. All of this informs us of who we are. And so SWOT, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, is a very good tool, a very important place to start our mining project to be able to gather uh, true, authentic knowledge about ourselves in relation to how we are responding or reacting to the world around ourselves. Let's take another short break here. There was a lot of important information there. Uh, refresh your cuppa. Uh, have a quick reflection of all you have taken mentally and on paper. And make some summary notes if you can. And then we will come back and discuss how you can start identifying your SWOT. back and let us get straight into your SWOT, your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats. I have already prepared worksheets on this by the way and if you're interested to do this in more detail and properly, please do not hesitate to email me at info, I-N-F-O, at transformativeliving.com.au and I'm happy to help you through this journey to help you discover your true self. So let's go through SWOT. Firstly, think about your strengths and make a list as many strengths you know are true about yourself. Um, at least five is reasonable. Anything less will not really inform you. But if you can go five to a dozen, that will be really good for each one of these. Speak to your close and trusted family members and friends uh, because they know you well and sometimes we ourselves can mask our true nature which others can quite clearly see. Some important questions you can ask about yourself to identify your true strengths are, for example, firstly, what qualities about you that others rely on you for and they admire? 
For example, when others are in a difficulty, can they rely on you every time to care and give honest advice? Uh, you know, this is how you would understand the, the strengths you have because of what others are relying on you for. Second kind of a question to ask and list, what types of actions can you take very naturally and that you enjoy? For example, you could pick up any sports really quickly, which suggests that you, your, one of your strengths could be hand-eye and, and limbic combination. Uh, that, that you're good with your limbs, that, that, that would be an, a good indication with, being ability, with the ability to pick up sports very naturally and very quickly. A third kind of a question you can ask yourself is, what qualities do you recognize in yourself that helps you to avoid unhealthy habits or unhealthy temptations, in fact, but also help you to pursue something important? For example, a wild example, peer pressure does not affect you to take up smoking, for example, because you value your health and you know the importance of this, so you pursue a healthy lifestyle. So make a list of those kinds of things uh, as, uh, and use the examples I have given to, to reflect on those matters. Uh, the qualities that you recognize in yourself, the types of actions that come to you very naturally, and also qualities that others uh, admire about you and can rely upon you uh, every time. Secondly, let's consider your weakness. Uh, in the same manner uh, you did for your strengths to make a list, here are the kinds of questions to ask yourself regarding your weaknesses and making a list after you reflect on these questions. Firstly, what qualities about you often cause you problems with others? For example, do you get angry quickly and shut off people because of that? A second kind of a question to ask is, what qualities about you um, actually hold you back? For example, being easily distracted or procrastinating frequently allow, doesn't allow you to complete the tasks at hand. Thirdly, a third kind of a question to ask, what qualities about you often cause you to fall into unhealthy habits or temptations and detract you from being involved in valuable acts? For example, loving to eat uh, fast food, for example. These are wild examples. You, you have to think about it yourself, about yourself. Uh, loving to eat fast foods and, and therefore unable to attend to your um, health adequately. Let's look at the uh, uh, the third item here, and that is your, your opportunities. Consider your opportunities. Make a list of them. Again, five points will be really helpful. And the kinds of questions to ask about yourself to uh, to identify opportunities that are available to you. Uh, firstly, what people and resources are available to you that if you engaged them into your life, you would vastly improve your life? For example, your specific friends, your teachers, mentors. So this first question is about others and how they can influence you and help you and also things. Um, uh, uh, for example, your current uh, studies, for example, or your current career, for example, uh, those things. Secondly, what natural skills do you have that if you put into a systematic practice, it would improve various aspects of your life? For example, love for the outdoors and camping. These are examples help you to uh, hopefully frame your own understanding about yourself. So in this example, 
love for the outdoors and camping that could uh, could be made into an entrepreneurial business. So in the second question, you're talking about your natural abilities. Remember the first question I asked in relation to opportunities was, was about other people and other things. In the second question, you're, you're testing and assessing uh, your natural abilities. The third kind of a question is about your natural characteristic traits that you possess, that if mastered, they would make you a better person and, and, and be important in your path to success. For example, you may be a considerate person and a great listener. These are natural qualities that you have. These are not skills. These, these are inherent natural qualities. And you can conceptualize and present advice and suggestion that can be very practical for others to implement. In other words, you're able to understand and listen to other people and then reframe it in a manner that helps the person who's, who you are helping uh, to actually take practical steps and implement it into their lives. Now, in such an example, uh, in, in this particular question, you are uh, reflecting on your character strengths, which can be utilized beyond your own benefit. It's one thing to be honest. It's another to have integrity in your work. So in integrity in the way you work becomes an opportunity to, to improve in your career. Honesty is within yourself, which is an important strength. So this is how you differentiate between strength and opportunity. Opportunity is your character strengths that can be utilized beyond your own benefit. And fourthly, the last, is considering your threats. In the same manner as we have done the rest, make a list of them. Again, five points or more, if you can, will really help you. The kinds of questions to ask yourself in relation to threats that may be present in your life. Firstly, what people and situations around you can threaten your ability to move forward in your life? For example, being in a non-supportive relationship, whether it is parental, spousal, or communal. So this question is about people and situations that are imminent threats. They're not weaknesses. They're now becoming threats in your life that, that this can actually cause you to not be able to move forward uh, in, in the achievement of your own life. The second kind of question that you need to ask yourself is... Uh, what skills do you need to have to be able to do what you need to do to improve your life? And if you do not attain them, you will not be able to realize your full potential. For example, you might love to tell stories and can in fact author books uh, that can bring joy to the life of others. But you do not have good writing skills. So here, if you don't go and, and, and study how to write, you, you might lose this very opportunity and it can threaten your livelihood. So this particular type of questions is about the essential skills which are needed, but you do not have yet. And you need to have them in order to improve your life. And the third kind of question, what natural qualities and traits do you possess that keeps holding you back to the extent of them being serious impediments uh, to your personal growth. For example, your anger could have caused you to lose many friends and you are now facing isolation. This is this kind of question, this aspect of natural qualities and traits which are a threat to you. In other words, your own qualities that is threatening you. 
These are about your character weaknesses that if you do not change, they can destroy your strengths and opportunities. That's a lot of uh, information there. And this is the reason why I am recommending you to, in fact, uh, connect with us for our online courses so that you can, in fact, uh, learn about this in detail with visual graphics in front of you. Uh, that can help you to start uh, drawing your blueprint in a detailed manner, as well as to have a a one-on-one mentorship to to work this thing together to curate your life. Uh, you life coaching is really about curating your life to be able to understand your authentic self, your true purpose, and developing a blueprint around you. So I'd like you to spend some serious personal time uh, and think through all of this that we have just discussed in relation to SWOT. Uh, That is a lot of self-reflection and it it can really tax you. It can exhaust you and it can in fact trouble you. So do not forget the well-being exercises of mindfulness and self-care that we have already spoken about in the previous uh, episodes. And do not forget to reflect on things which you, you are in fact grateful for. And over the week, do not forget to do one small act of kindness to someone else. All of these acts of virtue and compassion will help your own well-being. And in the next episode, we will talk about virtue and how important this very important uh, aspect of humanity is. That if we do not develop these inherent qualities called specific virtues, uh, we will not be able to realize our true potential. And in the next episode, we will focus on that. And that's it for today. That's a lot of information. Please rewind and, and, and listen to this podcast again and, and, and derive the information you need to pause at the times that you need to pause and do the SWOT properly and in detail. And I can assure you that you will benefit from it greatly. If you have any questions about today's episode or about the online courses, send me an email via info, I-N-F-O, at transformativeliving.com.au. Get along uh, uh, with this uh, analysis of SWOT about yourself. Uh, as I said, take some, some time to think through all of this. Uh, speak to your trusted friends and, and, and record your results. When you take up the temperaments and the power of purpose detailed uh, workshops and courses, these answers that you, ha- you are collecting now through these episodes on this podcast of power of purpose They will help you, they will accelerate you toward drawing the very blueprint for a meaningful and fulfilling life that you can lead. Uh, So spend some time, reflect, and take the notes and, and keep them. And I really hope that you will take this journey forward from here. Bye for now and all the best. We help you find your purpose so you can transform your life. Thank you for listening.